to episode 62 of the Eye of Terror podcast. I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. All right. Uh, this is our part two of our Kill Team extravaganza. Yes. yes wherein yes. we give Kill Team a second, second chance. chance. <laughs> <laughs> this time we uh, we play the game very differently from very. the first time. Yes. Okay. So just to give it another chance. If you heard our last episode, if you haven't heard it, stop what you're doing. Subscribe to our podcast. <laughs> listen to that episode. Yeah, and then only then will you qualify to listen to the rest only of this, then can't do any of this episode. We know, we know, we know. We're watching. We know you're busy, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff in Bulgaria. <laughs> <laughs> we got. We have a lot. We have listeners from all over the world. We have listeners. Obviously, the, you know the English speaking yep. countries yeah, first. Yeah, but yep. yeah, Bulgaria's in there. Russia. We have a lot of Russian listeners. No collusion, man. No, no, no collusion, collusion, but we yeah, do have a lot of Russian, we Russian, a lot of Russian listeners. Yeah. A lot of German listeners. Yeah. Huh. Well, you know. Yeah. Let's start off, as always, with some hobby progress. Because there is some. There is actually There some. is hobby progress. Right, so there is actually hobby progress this time. Well, I actually went out and bought a uh, box of Reavers. They are fantastic models. I only got the little box of three. Yeah, because they didn't have any uh, they didn't have the, larger the, the boxes. box of ten. Yeah. And I put them together. Those are the snap fit ones. Yep. You know, but still, the models are like really amazing looking and awesome. And so um, I quickly built them up, primed them up, and I'm going to turn them into Blood Angel Reavers. You All don't right. because these are the snap fit, the little box of three for fifteen bucks. Yep. You don't have any weapons options, mm. so they come with the heavy bolt pistols and combat knives. Sure. Which, by the way, is not a bad loadout. No, it's not because the heavy bolt pistols are AP minus one. Yeah. And the combat knives have the same characteristics as chainswords. They yeah. give you an extra attack. Yeah. Plus, you get that that reaver magic of reducing leadership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they're pretty mobile in the regular forty k. So yeah, and they have they have access to the the grapnel rule and all yeah, that yeah, stuff, yeah, so yeah. they can move distances and you know vertical distances up and down. Uh, I just love their skull helmeted masks. Just they super, do look good. Super cool. Yeah. So today I I built them. Uh, I primed them and then I washed them all in a null null. I, I, I used a uh, a brick colored uh, primer hmm. because I'm going to turn them into red and black uh, Blood Angel Reavers. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Although they also look really good in black. I've seen people do black, all black Reavers. Oh, man. Yeah, so they good. Do. Nice. My Blood Angels Army is, I've, I've been playing with it again and I've been mm-hmm. looking at the uh, models from it because they were my first army. My painting is terrible. He's <laughs> just yeah. like that army. Like I mean, all, it's, all, not, it's not bad. It's not. No, bad. it's terrible. It's not terrible. No, it's 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 objectively terrible. It's not ter. It's not great. It's not terrible. I thought it was great at the time, and in some ways, it's, I'm tempted to not repaint some of the models because they obviously show where I was in yeah. the hobby, you know, three years ago, versus better painting skills today. Yeah. It's not. It's, it's again. It's not. It's not awful. It's just mediocre. It's really. yeah. Super mediocre. Okay. Yeah. Super mediocre. It's not awful. It's not like like you look at it and you're like you know. It just kind of eh. Okay. And those are yeah. Models. There's there's paint on those models. Yeah. They're they're not. It's like <laughs> there's like yeah. That looks like a space. That looks like a space marine. And sure. I but I made like bad artistic choices. Like yeah. Like all my assault. A lot of my assault marines have like yellow heads yeah i'm not sure what that's i don't know what that was about what that was about i i thought you don't have that many sergeants is that is that the, does that denote sergeant yellow head colored head no 
No, I I just made them yellow because they were assault marines or something like that. Was I thought that denoted sergeant. What what denoted sergeant? Um, those sergeants usually had no helmet. Yeah, I mean, but there's like a specific uniform thing for 40k space no, marines. I, I think a, I made a lot of my sergeants beaky marines too. So uh, that could yeah, be. I still love beaky marines. Beaky marines are good. Yeah, beaky, beaky are marines are great. Yeah, and especially Mark Mark Three armor beaky marines. Oh, oh yeah, so good. Very nice. Uh, so my second and third wave of painting blood angels. They look so much better because mm-hmm. I've I've gone away from the bright red, bright yellow paint yeah. scheme that I started with, and now I've gone into a red and black paint scheme with gold trim and gold highlights. Yes, yeah, to looks... make them much more like ornate looking blood angels as opposed to gaudy, yeah, <laughs> flashy blood angels. I mean, this this is the army where there is a sanguineous, right? Fashion, the fashion, fashion uh, uh, icon. Yeah, yeah. The resident pretty boy of the Primarchs. <laughs> yes. Of all my sons, no. you are the, the prettiest. <laughs> I grant you wings. <laughs> yes. You can also play the piano. <laughs> he has a wonderful singing voice. <laughs> He's like the Liberace. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was... Right. Among the Primarchs. Among the Primarchs. the most musically talented Music. of the Primarchs. <laughs> the most showmanship. Clearly the most showmanship. Sanguineous. <laughs> now on tour. What is this across bit? the galaxy? What, what is this bit? What is this bit? Why are we doing this I don't know. to ourselves? I don't know. Uh, um, well, speaking of blades, so I'm also continuing to work on the aggressors. Yeah. I'm not. I'm. I can't stop working on them. I keep adding little details. Mm-hmm. I heard. I heard a um, somebody on another podcast had the suggestion of doing some edge highlights using Cadian flesh tone, which is a very skin colored flesh tone mm-hmm. against the red armor and I, I that like lit a light bulb in my head and mm-hmm. so I have been doing edge highlights with um, sort of very bright versions of red mm-hmm. but that suggestion made me go look at the uh, the entire painting line of of 40k paints you know sure. G- GW paints yeah and I picked one that's like this peachy orange like I'm I'm, I'm blanking on its name it's like something like blight sore orange or something like that yeah it's like a very peachy orange it's not katie and flesh tone for sure it's 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 a little more orange than that but i've been applying uh edge highlights and man does it make the red pop it looks so good and you just apply in the little places where the light would pick it up and it looks fantastic so today apart from working on the reavers i also spent some time edge highlighting my aggressors they already look fine but Mm -hmm. adding that extra little edge highlights you know where the sun is glinting off the armor. Yeah, oh, yeah. It just makes it so look so good. It does. Yeah. Also added eye lenses. They have gold helmets, and now they have green eye lenses, which looks kind of cool. Yep. Awesome. It's the little details that make them pop. The little details that no one ever actually sees when you're playing. Yeah. No. <laughs> Only when you post that picture on Reddit. <laughs> right. Or on Instagram. Yep. Yeah. If you want to take a look at uh, one of our latest uh, Blood Angels Primaris lieutenants, uh, I just posted them on Instagram. So check out um, check it out there. Okay. So that's that's hobby progress. I think the, um, yes. I think that about covers it. Yep. That covers about it. about covers it. Okay. All right. All right. Let's move on. New stuff. New stuff. New stuff. New kill team stuff. New kill team stuff's coming out. Yes. Oh my god. That was fast. Yeah. And I'm happy for it. Okay, so the Euclidean Star Strider uh, Rogue Trader team yep. is going to be released uh, soon. Uh, pre-orders are September 8th. And then the Gellerpox Nurgle D- 
dudes. <laughs> Not yes. the official name. Nurgle, I think, uh, what are they, mutants? Uh, they said they were mutants. Gellerpox mutants? They are the Gellerpox, they have a bit, they have a more specific. Gellerpox infected. Okay, those guys. Infected. All right, so two new sets of kill teams. Yes. Um, one on the Nurgle Chaos side and the other one the Rogue Trader side. The Rogue Trader team is amazing. Just they yeah they look great uh, f- phenomenal some of the best some of the best models I've seen uh, 40k uh, in the 40k universe just amazing beautiful ornate baroque looking armor mm-hmm. uh, lots of gilded you know weapons and lots of ro- you know robes and really ornate looking helmets and feathers and all kinds of crazy stuff it's it's awesome it's like they took some of the best parts of uh, Warhammer. Um, you know, like the old Warhammer game, the the fantasy battle game. Warhammer Fantasy? Yeah, Warhammer Fantasy. <laughs> and then, like, meshed it with uh, 40K models. Yeah, they do kind of look like those. They, they look um, like they're kit-bashed, like really well kit-bashed yeah. models. Empire models, I yes. believe they were. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like 40K, like, sorry, like Warhammer Empire, Bretonians, you know, yeah. like like a little bit like... The Bretonians, little no, the Bretonians are the knights. Oh, there are the knights? The Bretonians are the knights. So these the, were the... Uh, the um, I think it's just the Empire, I, don't know. I, I think. Never, never played... Never played that game. I looked, in, I looked into it a bit, so I think yeah. it's the Empire, but I'm not sure. But yeah, they look super uh, polished, amazing. First, let's start gold. with the name. Euclidean Star Striders, already badass. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are, let's see, yeah, Voidsman in Arms. Yeah. what they're called. G- they are highly, G- they're highly paid uh, elite guard of the rogue traders. So, I guess, yeah, I guess they're soldiers for hire, pretty much. They ha- they also have um, some named char- they have some named characters in both groups. I'm not sure how much that'll apply to anything if they're gonna be named if they're gonna be named in Kill Team and they are they're usable in 40k. Both armies are usable or both groups are usable in uh, regular 40k. So I'm not sure if the um, characters will the named characters will be still named or if that was just for flavor for the announcement. They do look amazing. I they had this idea great. of. Taking my, I have a box of Cadian infantry. Yeah, and I was gonna buy a box of House Cador Necromunda, the gang, mm-hmm. and then just take the heads from the House Cador mm-hmm. and put them on Cadians. That's <laughs> okay. That was my like yeah. gr- genius idea. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, eh, kind of dumb, but whatever. Okay, because I, I the House Cador heads are awesome looking. They look good. All, I love that Domino Master wearing. Cool, yeah. super cool. But now I don't need to do that. Yeah, there's no need. Because you go buy the Euclidean Star Striders. Yeah, because yeah, they're way better than that. Infinitely cooler. Infinitely cooler. I, I can't get bash anything as cool as this. And then and then you have the Geller Prox Infected. I don't like them. I know you don't like them because you don't like you don't like <laughs> the super gross out designs. Because they're gross. They look like. I mean, they're awesome yeah, models. They're, they they are awesome art, models. There's they artistry like, involved. Yeah. No. Well, yes. Clearly. Uh, they look kind of like Resident Evil monsters. About, but they all look like, like they're about to burst. Yeah, uh, that's like very so good. They're so infected that like they're about to burst. A lot of you know, them are super Nurgle's big. gifts all over the earth. Yeah. The room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, horrible. And they, yeah, they look nightmarish, and it's exactly how they should look. So are I'm you always, interested in like... In oh, like, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of they're course. gross. I love them. <laughs> they're super gross. Yeah, I got to get an appreciation for some body horror, man. And No. No, I don't like body horror. Why don't I like body horror? I like psychological, like, horror I like, that creeps up on you. The thing that, you know, is unseen. I like that, too. I like both of them. I can't no. really like, can't really like both. No. Oh. 
I'm a very. I don't know. There's a lot of interesting things you can do. Polarized view of the world. There's an interesting things you could do. No, I don't like white horror. horror. Don't like it. Don't like it. I don't like anything that's like uh, just super gross and like like scary movies that are about you know sawing people up. Uh, nope. no, I don't I, like that. I don't care for those, but like. I care for more of like Cronenberg style or the, like the thing where it's like yeah you like the thing way more than I did. The I thing enjoy, is great. I, Dude, I enjoy. I the don't thing. know. I don't. The Carpenter's best movie, my man. Easy, no. easy. Carpenter's no. best movie. No. Yes. No. Absolutely. No. Big Trouble in Little China. Okay. Well. <laughs> Big Trouble in right. Little China is number one. They Live is number two. Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> that was great. But um, yeah. the the. the special effects work and the imagination of those designs yeah. are just it's just spectacular to watch combine and it, not only that but it combines that with a sense of psychological horror yes. due to the paranoia brought on by the very nature See, of that's the thing the part I, it brings that's, in that's, the best of me, both that, worlds that is the best part of the movie yeah. once we started getting into the special effects oh you know, it looks so cool blood and like you know body fluids flying around I was like oh, okay now it's a horror film we, it's a we, horror film. Yeah. We left. We left the paranoia of like Brief, you know, who, it's, is, it's, who is who among us is, is build the up, alien. Build up climax. Build up climax. All horror movies do that. Build up climax. It's sure, not, and then it turns into the monster, you know, gore fest. But it's a really good looking and imaginative I, yeah, I get, gore fest. Sure, I get it. it. Looks different from all the other monsters. It's not. It's not like Saw. It's not like we're just like I, ripping I, people apart. I get it indiscriminately. I know. This is just. It's like. What can you do with the human body? It. I just don't appreciate it as much as you do. All right. Okay. So to me, the best parts of the movie are the everything leading up to all of that. Sure. No, I I understand. I'm just okay. I know you just got pulled for the thing, man. <laughs> you really like it. I really like the thing. You ever see the fog? Yeah, I saw the fog. I like the fog. The fog's cool. Yeah. The fog's cool. <laughs> Pirate ghosts. Pirate ghosts. You ever seen the mist? No. Oh, you never saw the mist? No. Yeah, it's it's like it's kind of like the fog, except um, it's uh, town is like rolled over by this mist, and there are horrifying monsters in there, and so a group of people are stuck up inside a mall. Um, oh, this sounds interesting. Yeah, they're stuck inside a mall, and they have to figure out like how they're gonna survive. So this is like Dawn of the Dead meets the fog. Not not a mall. Sorry, it's like a grocery store. It's like one of those big grocery stores. Okay. It's kind it's kind of like that, except it's like sort of weird creepy bug monsters okay that are outside there instead of you know like ghost pirates sure but you'd like it because it mostly focuses on the psychological aspect of people starting to turn on each other and sure. like people not trusting each other and kind of going crazy because they're stuck inside this horrible right. situation with no explanation right well the, the the proto movie for that is night of the living dead well yeah yes obviously yeah it, it, it takes a lot of inspiration from that yeah yeah, so, but it, but okay, but it does sound like a movie I like. You you like any, it, yeah. any? You saw a recent like horror movie that? Um, gosh, I'm trying to I'm hereditary to name, huh? Hereditary, hereditary, <sighs> uh, and I haven't seen it. Okay, it's is it, is it good? Oh, it's great. I loved it. Okay. Uh, yeah, no. Um, you it, loved it because why? Because, because it's, it has it, a unique take on horror. Yeah, it very, it's a, yeah, it is a unique take on horror. It's it reminds me a lot of um, like Don't Look Now. Mm -hmm. or uh, rosemary's baby oh kind of okay. like kind of like those two um where a lot of it is focused on a, psych a psychological aspect as well as a sort of dynamic between the characters in the, the horrific situation i mean you could argue a lot of it feels a lot more like a super dark family drama opposed to a <laughs> horror movie <laughs> yeah yeah but but the supernatural aspects are certainly there yeah and it's just 
It takes a lot to and, scare me. It's been a long time since I've actually been scared by something. Okay, okay there's a sequence. Yeah. There's a sequence in this movie yeah. that I don't necessarily know if it'll scare you, but when I saw it in the theater, it, I had I was like my my <laughs> hands were just quenched to the seat. White knuckles. White knuckled. <laughs> really? As it was it, it, one of the most intense sequences in any movie really? I've seen. It was just horrific. All right. To, to me, the height of horror is The Exorcist. But yeah, I know. Yeah, we've gone. We've, we've, had, we've, gone, we've had that conversation. conversation. Yeah, it's the best because it's you can't do anything. It's the devil. I I can't win. I understand. Right. Okay. So for me, the thing that stuck out, like a genuinely moment that actually scared me. Yeah. Where I actually like. Like flinched, yeah. like and like, and even yeah. now when I think about it, it scared me. There is a, okay, this is weird. It's not a movie. There's a Korean comic, online comic. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. About the car accident. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, there's, oh, there's two then. Okay. I forgot, I forgot there are two because I saw the one there. There was a. It, well, I don't know if it's Korean. I think it's Korean. It could be. It could be just manga. It's at a train station. The one I saw. No, I saw one about a car accident. I saw one about. Something in the street, but I didn't see. I don't know how accident. how I got somebody on Twitter. I think uh, referenced yeah. it something like, "Oh, this caused me nightmare, day nightmares, or something." <laughs> right. And I'm like, "Oh, what? I gotta check this out." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a story of a of a young girl who you know was involved in a car accident, and I think it was Korean, but it could have been just Japanese manga. Anyway, it was like you know your standard setup for you know she's already no. dead kind of a thing. Yeah, so that's what I thought was it was kind of. There's a moment in it. That it just handled beautifully, that made me like just like like startle me, like caused me like to recoil from the screen in horror. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. I know. I, I don't know, even want to say too much about it. I'm not going to say the thing. If somebody finds it, thing. that I want them yeah. to experience it. Just look up Korean horror webcomic. I'm sure you'll. Oh uh, yeah, it. I'm sure. You'll or find you'll a variant on it that'll have a similar <laughs> similar approach. Similar approach. It's a, yeah, you could you could take that formula and do a lot of things with it. Yeah. But anyway, but it was really well done. It was well done. And it's like, oh yeah, that's yeah, that's scary as heck. So anyway, that's like the only thing that has caused me to actually like get a little scared to like jump to jump a little bit nothing right nothing, nothing the, other, the other thing is when i tell ghost stories about you know when i saw ghosts and i was oh, a yeah, kid yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all right do, I'll, I'll share this with the audience okay so, we're so, doing a ghost right now no 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 not Ooh. the ghost story not the go not oh. the ghost we'll oh. wait till our halloween oh. episode oh, okay <laughs> I, was, I was gonna get excited but <laughs> i was recently i was lucky enough to be at a uh, photo shoot with uh um heavyweight champion deontay wilder oh yeah this is great <laughs> this is great <laughs> So, uh, without getting into too many, de- too many details, um, we're shooting this. We're in uh, New Jersey. We're shooting in this uh, really cool, but also kind of creepy um, uh, abandoned factory, mm-hmm. right? It's super hot. It's rainy. It's New Jersey. It's super humid. There's only one room that has air conditioning. Every, the rest of this giant warehouse, there used to be a carpet factory from the 1800s. Sure. Um, it's just boiling hot and humid. So everyone's gathered and we're having lunch and there's several photo shoots going on. One of my clients is getting a photo shoot and Deontay Wilder, the bronze bomber, like this huge boxing champion is, is there getting, um, doing his photo shoot. But we're all eating lunch. turns out that we all love ghost stories. Mm-hmm. So we were uh, sharing ghost stories and <laughs> just, I was, I was making his eyes go wide as I'm sure. sharing yeah, yeah, yeah. my you three just, encounters with the supernatural. You've got good ones. Yeah. So we'll, we'll save those stories for, we'll save those stories for later for Halloween. Yeah. But the Deontay story, 
No, I can't. You can't I, say that. Again? I can't. Oh, no, no, okay, I can't. Fine. I can't. I cannot. It's, it's pretty good. It's great, but it's also kind of personal. So yeah, I, I don't true. want. To, I don't want to share it. I don't right. want to share it. That's he, true. He, he told okay. people in the room that story, and it was really personal and kind of creepy. And I don't want to. Also, made me think Deontay's a little odd. <laughs> But he's really big, and yeah. he can beat me up, so I'm not going to sure. say anything. Okay. All right. Anything else new? Oh, uh, new in Warhammer. Back to Warhammer. This is a Warhammer podcast. Yep. Titanic has continued to roll on. People are excited. I, I'm listening to the other Warhammer podcasts out there. Everyone has their set. People seem very happy. They're building them. I haven't heard anyone play the game yet. Everyone's mm-hmm. happily building their you know, Warlord Titans and yeah. Knights and whatever. But... GW continues to roll on. The Warlord Titan is now separately available as a as a model in a box. Mm-hmm. It sells for 110 US dollars. Jeez, I know, but it's a Warlord Titan for 110 bucks. It's a plastic Warlord Titan um, that's about the size, I think, of a of a knight in 40k scale. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the little Imperial Knights in this cute little sets of threes for 35 bucks. Three three Imperial Knights for 35 bucks, <laughs> right? They're super cute. Man. They're like these little, these little, little if things. Only. They're like Space Marine size. They're super cute. Um, again, the new scale, just a, for all the reasons we talked about last time, yep. not, we're not going to picking it up. But I'm glad that GW is supporting this game with continuing releases, not the least of which is a new Reaver Titan that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Or is it, a, is it a Warhound? I think it's a Warhound. Could be Reaver. Anyway, it's going to be one of the new yeah. smaller Titans that's coming out to be supportive. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that there's an audience for this game and it's going to get support. It just, man, I just can't use the models. Yeah, and, and, we, and we personally just wouldn't play it enough. We wouldn't we play personally enough. just wouldn't uh, play it enough to justify the buy. Right. Look, so there's Warhammer 40,000. There's, you know, Warhammer Fantasy or Warhammer Age of Sigmar. Yep. Necromunda. Shadespire. Yep. Kill Team, mm-hmm. Titanicus. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of games that that require models yep. that now Games Workshop has to support, right? And I is mean, the audience ready to support a number of these games? It sounds to me like, based on the enthusiasm, that Kill Team is a, a runaway hit, mm-hmm. right? Shadespire is a runaway hit, right? 40K and Age of Sigmar aren't going anywhere. They're doing well. They're not, yeah, you know, yeah. 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 In fact, Warhammer just released the new Space Wolves Codex, right? Yep. Um, oh, before I forget, also, have you seen the orcs? The new I orcs did. Vehicles? I did see the orc. Holy the hot rods! Yeah. <laughs> wow, those things are awesome. I've never wanted to play orcs. Now I'm kind of interested in playing orcs. I mean, I've always been interested in their little fun designs, like the World War II style bomber, yeah. like planes. Yeah. Uh, the like mechs haven't been as interesting for me. Yeah. But I've always loved their take on like weird vehicles. Yeah. On like weird, the uh, more traditional vehicles, I guess. So this. Oh yeah! Uh, so fantastic! Oh, yes. Yeah, the hot rods. The hot look, rods look amazing. They they look like something out of Mad Max. Yeah. Well, there, there's also a dedicated game called Speed Freaks that has a whole bunch of them, a whole bunch of different of these hot rod models yeah. in one box. That's a standalone game, but <laughs> obviously you can use them for 40k. Yeah. Yeah, that looks awesome. So, oh man, I got to get me some orcs. Yes. <laughs> you know, you know, you have to start an orc. Sisters right? of Battle, orcs, Gene Steeler, Colt. Uh, uh. Okay. Well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so many armies, so many toys. Blast to crack. Okay. All right, well, let's take a little break. And when we come back, uh, we are going to give, we actually did give, 
Kill Team a second chance, and uh, this is the result of our second game of Kill Team that pitted the Death Guard against Blood Angels. You'll hear how that went when we return. versus Death Guard and Kill Team. Our last game, we complained about how slow the game was paced. Yep. And um, how hard it was to kill models. Yes. With having to roll a six up. We purposefully decided to play in a different way than we did last yep. time to really give this game a chance. Different armies, different play style. And Different mission and less terrain. Less terrain. I think that was probably the differentiating factor more than anything. Yes. Is that we tend to play with a lot of terrain on a four by four table. Mm -hmm. This time we radically scaled back the number of terrain and therefore um, made obstructions and uh, cover spots uh, a lot more rare. Right. And and it also made models a lot more accessible. Yes. When it came to, uh, because you couldn't just deploy on some high piece of terrain and I couldn't no one can reach anyone and they would be permanently obscured. For permanently obscured and they can just snipe from up yeah. there and they had no incentive to move whatsoever. Yeah. So, and plus the mission we had just didn't work for two shooty armies. Yeah. This time we played it differently. So, um, so let's, uh, let's talk about the mission. Um, this was mission six. Mission, no, mission one. Oh, it was mission one. That's right. Yeah. I, just, I rolled it with my Blood Angels dice. You did roll it with your Blood we'll Angels dice. We'll talk about the Blood we'll Angels dice in a second. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> a little later in the A little end. later. Yeah. Okay, uh, so mission one is... Uh, clear and sweep, I want to say? Clear and sweep, yeah. You had four objectives. Mm-hmm. You deployed in uh, opposing table quarters, mm-hmm. and you had four objectives that were evenly placed uh, about 12 inches from the center of the of the map. Yeah. Right? If you got three points for every objective you held at the end of the game, and you got one point for every model that you killed on the opposing side. Mm-hmm. And those were the victory conditions. Yeah, a lot more incentive to actually move and, you know. Right. After turn four, you started to roll for to see whether the game continued. And so that was like the the usual. Yeah. Okay. So I picked Blood Angels. You you picked Death Guard. Why don't you go over your army? All right. So my Death Guard army consisted of a Plague Champion leader with a plasma gun, a Plague Marine fighter with a combat specialty, a Plague Marine gunner with a... uh, heavy specialty and a blight launcher oh wait you mentioned my fighter had a um great plague cleaver i had three non-specialist plague marines one with an icon of despair and rest were generic and that was it just six guys okay at exactly 100 points okay i played blood angels but in the world of kill team that really doesn't really mean much no no <laughs> i'm playing adeptus astartes yes they were just wearing red armor <laughs> my leader was an intercessor sergeant mm-hmm. uh, armed with a bolt rifle and a power sword and he had the leader characteristic my three specialists were a reaver uh, armed with a bolt carbine and he was my comm specialist i had a scout with a sniper rifle and a camo cloak 
and then I had a tactical marine gunner uh, that was armed with a missile launcher. He had the demolition specialty. Hmm. Uh, and then I had three tactical marines just armed with bolters. And that was my army. So it was a total of seven guys. All right. Yeah, so there's my kill team. I won the decision on table quarters. I got to pick table quarters. Yeah. Right? And then uh, we did our scouting phase. And what did you pick for your scouting on... Uh, I picked the advance uh, scouting move. Forward advance? Forward advance. Right. That's what it was. Um, which allowed 20% of my army, which in my case was a guy. One guy. One guy. <laughs> One model. <laughs> uh, to move forward after, have a normal movement uh, phase after everyone had deployed. Right. I, I picked setting traps. I set traps. Yeah. You got nowhere near the terrain that I picked. I didn't even That I had trapped. Right. I picked, I picked poorly. I, uh, yeah. I didn't want to risk mortal wounds. <laughs> yeah. You stayed away from terrain for the most part yes i did yeah so that was that was a good call good call all right so we rolled for initiative Mm -hmm. and uh you ended up going first so what did you do uh so i had my people deployed in two groups of three both on objectives but i quickly moved off them obviously a combat specialist had already moved forward and then he further moved and advanced uh because i figured uh, why not now we got admittedly we got it this is kind of important uh, we got a rule wrong here because we thought that the, the charge phase was similar to regular 40k where there is a whole combat phase in which there is a charge uh, section and a fight section. Yeah, we thought the charge happened after the shooting phase like it normally does in 40k. So in that first round, we got it wrong. We got it wrong. So functionally, I would later get... Technically, I got two extra movement phases. You did, <laughs> as a result of, as a result of, of that. our mistake. Um, right. Everyone else moved forward um, and just started shooting. Uh, I don't. I believe I might have killed... Did I kill anyone? Or just... I, I think I did at least a flesh wound on this turn. Uh, yes, you did. You Actually, you put a wound on my leader, on, I my, did. on my intercessor sergeant. You actually took a wound off of him. As a primaris, he has two wounds. Yeah. So he took a wound. And, and with, with multiple multiple wound models, um, only their their last wound is subject to the flesh wound yes. rule. So when you took the wound, you took an actual wound I, yeah, off of him. just an actual wound. Right. Um, yeah, so that's so what happened. With the charge, right. with the extra charge I got, the extra movement, I was able to get in to attack Moraine and immediately just destroy the poor thing so describe this cleaver of yours the great plague cleaver <laughs> the great plague cleaver um is a strength times two weapon ap minus three d6 damage uh with reroll ones to wound as with all close combo weapons of the death guard and a eight and a minus one to hit a minus one to hit right so you were but hitting on fours. I was hitting on fours. But you were wounding on twos because of the strength times two. And I was rerolling ones for those wound rolls. Wow. So as long as I got <laughs> as long as I got past the as long as I got past with at least a a hit. As long as you got a wound, yeah, you were gonna do D six uh damage. I was able to do D six damage. Um right. yeah, normally uh Plague Marines have one uh one attack. Um, since he was a fighter, he had two, and it, since he had a combat specialty, it was three attacks. Yeah. So, which allowed a p- fairly good chance. Way to maximize those rules, man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, to be fair, he was, he did have to have a point where he was just running up screaming. He was, he was. All right. But the problem with uh, uh, 
running up screamer guys is that they get shot at. And so I, okay. So, <laughs> so during my phases when I was yeah. shooting, um, I had the sniper shoot them. I had the missile uh, launcher guy shoot and actually did hit on them. But I was using my Blood Angels dice. Okay, so let's talk about that. Yep. Blood Angels dice like to roll a one and a two. That's all they like to do. They like to show off the Blood <laughs> Angel symbol, which is the number one. Yep. It's not the number six. It's the number one. Yep. And that thing comes up all the freaking time. All the time. All the time. So I was rolling ones, ones, one. Oh, once in a while I'd roll a two. Yeah, you were yeah you were rolling pretty bad. You I, weren't rolling. You were, generally though you didn't roll twos. It was mostly just either one or you like did something. Yeah, but a, an awful lot of ones. An awful lot. Of now, ones. now my Blood Angels dice had been relegated to the back of the dice corner. Yes. because uh, they had previously let me down horribly, mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I figured, okay, I haven't used these these things in a while. I'm playing Blood Angels. It's Kill Team. It's a whole new chance for them to shine, right? I'm going to use. This dice will redeem itself. This box of dice will redeem itself. No. Uh-uh. no they, they proved again that they're terrible dice. <laughs> I'm superstitious. Yes. And you, yes. on the other hand, were using the, the Forge World Iron Warriors our, dice. Our we, premier. Our premier <laughs> yes, number the best one choice. investment. If you want to win games of 40K, let me tell you. Just buy them Iron Warriors, Warriors Forge World dice. Yes. Sixes are... Those were rolling like crazy. Crazy sixes, sixes constant. everywhere. Yeah. They constantly want to show that skull symbol. They yeah. want to constantly the skull symbol is the, skull, is the six. Symbol. Unlike the Blood Angels one where the Blood Angel symbol is a one, in this case, the Iron Warriors showcase their skull with a six. Exactly. Their symbol is a symbol of strength, unlike <laughs> the Blood Angels, clearly. Right. So, so you were rolling sixes all throughout. All throughout. Constantly. Tons, tons. Oh, you need a six. Okay, fine. There's a six. You need a six to save. Fine. There's my six. six. Yeah. It was absurd. I, I, I wasn't even necessarily rolling like I needed a six. I would just get them on like boring rolls. Right, exactly. Uh, I, need, I need to make a two or better. No, you roll two sixes. You roll two sixes. I'm good. <laughs> all right. So you, you had good dice. I had bad dice this game. Yes. Um, but still, I think that you did your job well in that you... Your game was charging at me. My game was to fall back and rely on Space Marine shooting, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. But what made the difference? Toughness, toughness five. five. Death Guard, of course, are nergly and they have toughness five. So instead of rolling a three up, I had to roll a four up. Or if, no, sorry, a yeah, five, five up. up. A five up because of the toughness five um, when being hit with bolters. Yep. And as a result, I did very few wounds. I ended up killing one guy. You did. You did kill one, one guy. One Death Guard Tac Marine. And that was it. One Plague Marine. Yeah. my I mean, my game was pretty much spent up slowly but surely advancing up the table to get your objectives all the while laying down some fire and occasionally pinging some guy. But for the most part, the Great Plague Cleaver yes. was the main star of the show. Imagine a maniac going from marine to marine and just running up to them and then hacking them to bits screaming and then running up to the next one the next turn and then hacking that guy up and then while the other, <laughs> while the blood angels just looked in horror and while they were shooting at him yep. couldn't hurt him exactly because of his yep. stupid toughness five and he kept getting in the combat, so I couldn't. Yeah, so you were sense. always always protected because yeah. you're always you're always hacking up another blood angel. Oh, and I couldn't shoot. Up. Yeah, I should have just shot, and I wish I could just shoot into that because it, mm. that, that, whoever you went into contact with, that that person was going to be dead. Yes, it was right. a sure that, thing. That model was dead. Yeah. So the tough the toughness five on the death guard is really great. 
It is. Yeah. Uh, it really made a massive difference. I didn't even have to like, cause because of that, I didn't have to use the disgusting resilient. Like, so if you're facing death guard, I mean, all right. Bolter's like, it's still going to require a roll of a five. So you may as well just bring like freaking a ton of, uh, last guns. you know, right. And, I mean, and just let quantity, well, you know, has a quality all its own, and then just shoot that at these guys because you still have I mean, to roll a five. Yeah, but you're still going to have a lot more guns even, to shoot. Now, presumably, you've got uh, guardsmen who have a lower probability of hitting in the first place. That's true. So we're dealing with four ups, uh, maybe five ups that's in bad true. situations. That's, that's true. That's true. Um, that's true. I, I don't know what the answer is because I, Tau can't do it. Well, Tau, I, I think Tau, I, Tau might because I, I they've think, got strength five weapons. I think high AP or higher AP. Some kind of AP. It wasn't the AP value. It was. It was. It, 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 it was the wounding. That was I a significant. That, but that was a significant factor. Whenever you even manage to get in a bolter shot, on that five up, I have a three plus save to fall back on. Yeah, true. If it was like uh, Necron Warriors or something, I, it would have at least given them like a, given me a fifty fifty chance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it, it was a. Uh, it was tough. The Death Guard proved very resilient. Yes. Uh, yeah. The fact that I. I poured so many shots, including like missile launchers, into that screaming maniac, the combat specialist, nothing. and he just shrugged them off, just like nothing. And, and by the end of the game, you charged him with, you had two, <laughs> like three guys fighting him. Right, I had this, my sniper, I had my reaver, and then I had my uh, intercessor sergeant, yep. uh, you know, my leader, you know, assaulting him. First thing he did was kill kill my leader. Yeah. <laughs> right, and then the other guys assaulted him, and nothing, nothing, did, did no wounds to him whatsoever. So. Needless to say, it, the the game ended after uh, to start of turn five. Yes, uh, I believe it was uh, ten to one. Let's see, you kill. Yes, it was ten to one because you held two objectives. We got you three points each, and then you killed four of my guys, four yes. out of my seven um, yes. kill team members. Right. So it was a, a terrible day for the Blood Angels. <laughs> Great day for the Death Guard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then my remaining tack marine was shaken. Lying on the ground, cover, just cowering. <laughs> yeah, and he'd already been wounded. He had already been. Yes, he had taken a flesh wound earlier, right. so he was just he couldn't take it anymore, man. <laughs> he but when he saw the freaking guy with the massive axe just <laughs> swinging you. through people left yeah. and right, yeah. after was, he had just sprinted up. <laughs> yeah, I thought these guys were supposed to be slow. All right, so uh, on round two of, of Kill Team, what did you think of the game this time? Oh, a lot better. Oh, so much better. Mostly because we weren't, you know, cowards. Um, yes. Yeah, no, because when, I mean, it felt a lot more tactical. It felt like there wasn't, as, like, with the game we played previously, it felt like there was, like, only one option you really had, which was stay in position and shoot. Right. Um, with this game, with the mixture of objectives and our army choices, as well as the lack of terrain, everyone felt it was easier to get to people, so close combat was viable. Um, since there were objectives in set positions, you had to you had to move. Um. Yeah, which is a lot. It was a lot better of um of a play experience because of those things. I think the the mobility that advancing offers you uh, is a really great tactical tool, and if you you use it really effectively because you were able to get your army up in my face really fast, mm. right? If you have a ad fast advancing army that is tough to shoot and they're good at combat <laughs> it's gonna overwhelm most armies i mean that was just one guy 
That was just one guy. It was you, one guy. You know what? You almost could have won the game with that one. With guy. that one guy, because he he did he did he, he killed, killed he killed all, every he everybody killed every, he, who died died at his hand. Yeah, everyone. everyone. MVP, undisputed MVP. <laughs> yeah, clearly, just this one guy. Just one guy. Yeah, versus just kill all these blood angels. Um, right, right. Wow, wow. <laughs> I had yeah, I had a power sword that was like my my top weapon, and I, you know, I didn't even get a chance to use it because nope. yeah, that was that tough. Well, I also, despite the fact that I lost horribly, uh, I enjoyed this game a lot more. It felt a lot more tactical and fun this time. Yep. I'm glad we weren't just hiding behind walls and fences shooting at each other from a distance. Uh, the fact that we had to go kill people and capture objectives made this game um, feel like, uh, like it was imperative that we moved, right? Mm-hmm. My strategy was to shoot you to death or shoot enough of you guys to death and then go and seize the objectives. Mm-hmm. I should have just gone for the objectives, right, and yeah. then contested them and had had close combat happening. I think I think what I'm learning here is that yeah, it's great to have a, a shooty team, but you probably need to have one or two really great close combat specialists in your kill team. Yeah, all right. I mean, if if close combat's an option, then if you don't have anyone, you're just kind of yeah. Then you're obviously going to suffer. Yes, but that that cleaver is a great weapon. It's real. It's fantastic. Yeah, in the hands it, of a combat specialist, it, com- it completely eliminates any with the D six damage. D six completely eliminates any sort of chance of like, oh, you're just gonna take a flesh wound. No, you're gonna take. You're just gonna die. There's only so many flesh wounds with the mechanic of it. There's only so many flesh right. wounds you could take. Three. Right. I, I was like, oh, you have ten wounds on you. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> this makes me want to play more kill team. You know. Yes. And try out different armies and yes, stuff, like maybe the Necrons. Necrons will be good. Necrons will be tough. Yeah. I uh, wonder what Death Watch versus Necrons might look like. Death Watch versus Necrons? That might be fun. That could be fun. Yeah. That could be really fun. Yeah. Or Necrons versus Death Guard to see the the battle of the resilient ones. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, that would be tough. Yeah. That would be a tough game. Um, well, I liked it. So um, I, I've, I've had a... A one eighty. I had. I've had a turnaround on Kill Team. I. I think it's actually a fun game now. Yes. I think yeah. We're both now fans yeah. of Kill Team. I'm, I'm glad we gave it a second shot. Yes, I am glad as well. Because, yeah, I think it was just a perfect storm of just terrible situations that happened with our first terrible game. mission, terrible army choices, and then our playstyle was like. I mean, there aren't these things aren't yeah. weren't terrible on their own. It's just the combination of all these factors sure. created for a just a boring, comically boring experience. Right, right, right. To the point we were praying for. We were praying the for the game, end, the and la- and like just laugh, <laughs> laughing to ourselves insanely. Yeah, as the game continued to grind <laughs> on. <laughs> right, this game felt like it went a lot faster. The turn yep. went by really fast. Yep, there was action every single round. Mm-hmm. Right, so I I liked it. I I I only wish that the Astartes had an option for psychers. Adeptus Astartes mm-hmm. does not have an option mm-hmm. for a Psyker in that do, group. You have to do Grey Knights for you that. You have to do Grey Knights, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or and maybe they'll do like, um, I don't know, si- Sisters of Battle um, or... I thought they, they didn't have any Psykers. Don't huh? they just have Miracle folks? Uh, oh, that's right. They don't have any Psykers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gosh, who else has Psykers that's really prevalent? I guess just Grey Knights. Mm. Well, anyway, I want I want Psykers uh, in the Adeptus Astartes, but... Can't get them, so may uh-huh. have to may have to feel some gray nights if I want that. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, 
more rules I expect will be coming for Kill Team as they start expanding. Um, well, we've already Army seen. choices. Obviously, we had those two great box sets coming out sometime soon. Mm-hmm. September 8th, you can order them, which is great. I may actually get my hands on the Euclidean Star Striders because they're so cool. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing we, we forgot to mention about those Kill Team new box sets is that they also contain mini codexes so that you can use them in, in Warhammer 40K. So if you yes. buy and paint all of these, you know, Rogue Trader models, guess what? You can actually use them as allies in your army in 40K. So there, there you go. We like to play with our models in every conceivable way, and Games Workshop is listening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. On that happy note, I think we're going to call it. Do you have anything else? I think we're good. I think we're good. I think we're good. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's episode 62. If you want to write us, let us know how we're doing. Just send us an email. Tell us about your Kill Team experience. You can send us email at theeyeofterrorpodcast at gmail.com. Remember to subscribe. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, everywhere you get great, great podcasts. With that, that's episode 62. I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. We'll see you guys soon.